Welcome back to New Rockstars, I'm Eric Voss, and Black Panther 2 is happening. Premiering May 6, 2022, with director Ryan Coogler and Marvel head Kevin Feige revealing the news at D23. And while details about the plot are still under wraps, unresolved Easter eggs in recent MCU films, a ton of online speculation, and recent shakeups in the future Marvel lineup of projects, all point to one character potentially joining T'Challa in the Kingdom of Wakanda in this sequel, Namor the Submariner. I'm gonna break down everything we know about Black Panther 2 and why Namor could be the best choice for a new MCU character to introduce in it. And spoiler warning, in case any of this ends up being right, ruins your life. Okay, coming to May 2022, Black Panther 2 is the first Marvel release beyond the Phase 4 lineup announced at Comic-Con in July. We can assume that Chadwick Boseman will return, and Okoye actress Denai Guerrero confirmed she would be in it as well. Now remember, the last we saw of Wakanda, they were celebrating in victory after the defeat of Thanos' forces in Avengers Endgame, and now the nation exists publicly on the world stage since T'Challa came out at the UN at the end of Black Panther, with his people now taking responsibility with outreach efforts to underprivileged communities. But early on in Endgame, many noticed this interesting exchange between Natasha and Okoye. Do we have an update on those tremors? It was a mild seduction under the African plate. Well, do we have a visual? How are we handling it? Nat, it's an earthquake under the ocean. We handle it by not handling it. Hmm, when asked whether this was intended to be a reference to Namor, co-director Joe Russo said with a smile, Maybe. And the end game screenwriters, Eminem. But these days, I don't really trust any of these four goobers to honestly report what is and is not going on in their own damn movie. But it is clear that the MCU is intending to set up Namor's existence in this universe. Our first reference to Wakanda showed up all the way back in Iron Man 2 on a shield map in the background with a marker over the location of Wakanda but also on the map is another marker smack in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. So let us take this opportunity to remind everyone of who Namor is exactly and whether he will show this much skin in the MCU. I mean, he probably will. It's, it's, it's the MCU. So Namor the Submariner is one of the oldest superheroes from Marvel Comics. He's kind of known as Marvel's Aquaman, but that's not really accurate because he actually predates Aquaman. He showed up in the World War II era comics alongside Captain America fighting Nazis. His mother, Fen, was a princess from a previously unnamed Atlantean empire under the sea near Antarctica. His father, Leonard McKenzie, was on a vibranium expedition, then spied on these humans, ended up falling in love with McKenzie, later giving birth to his child, Namor. So after Namor's golden age years, he showed up again later with the Fantastic Four, and he kind of developed his reputation as a womanizer, and kind of a dick. He often played an anti-hero role, attacking land dwellers. Now, Namor has all these standard superhuman abilities, speed, strength, combat agility, ability to communicate with sea life, even the ability to fly, little wings on his feet, and he is also considered Marvel's first mutant. Now, not the oldest mutant in Marvel's historical timeline, that'd be like Apocalypse, but Namor was the first mutant to appear in comic publication. Recent Black Panther comics have actually established a relationship between Namor and T'Challa. They're both rulers of hidden kingdoms with adverse relationships with the outside world, but Namor showed judgment to T'Challa for opening his arms to other land dwellers. So that brings us back to that moment with Okoye in Endgame. Underwater disturbances that she doesn't want Black Widow and the others looking into? Hmm, perhaps Okoye is trying to cover up a skirmish between the nation of Wakanda and another secret kingdom. Perhaps Atlantis and Namor criticized Wakanda for its role in the loss of Thanos. It was on Wakandan soil where Thanos acquired that final Infinity Stone and used it to kill half of all living creatures, including a number of Namor's loved ones. Namor could argue that had T'Challa not revealed Wakanda's existence as a public sanctuary, things could have gone down differently. Or going back further, had Wakanda kept better track of its vibranium, you 
Ulysses Claw couldn't have stolen it, given it to Ultron, where it would then have been used to eventually create the android body that became Vision, making the Mind Stone's quick destruction that much more difficult years later. Now, I'm not saying I agree with all these arguments, but, you know, I assume fish people don't always think logically. Now, Namor even appearing in the film has always been a bit complicated on the business side, because in the past, Universal Studios has owned the distribution rights to the character, like they do for the Hulk, which, by the way, is why it's hard for Hulk to headline in his own MCU movie now that Disney owns Marvel. But some things have changed. First, Universal once pursued making a Namor movie with Legendary, but that fell through, and Namor's status as a mutant kind of gave Fox somewhat of a claim to him, and now that Disney owns Fox, that might make Namor's appearance in the MCU a bit more likely. As late as April 2018, Feige suggested that old contracts would need to be worked out before they could move forward with Namor. But we have also learned at D23 that Marvel has a She-Hulk Disney Plus series in the works, so clearly Marvel is working with Universal on some of these titles. And losing Spider-Man back to Sony is another huge factor affecting how Marvel could be moving forward. In fact, it could be that Feige deliberately waited to announce Black Panther 2 until he knew how the Spider-Man deal was going to shake out. So not only could bringing Namor to the fold allow the MCU to move forward by bringing home one of the longtime legacy titles, it would also help open the door to other mutants joining the MCU. And in addition to other clues connecting Namor to Black Panther, some have looked at one of the final moments from the Black Panther film as the villain Killmonger took his final breaths. Just bury me in the ocean where my ancestors jumped from the ships because they knew that death was better than bondage. Oh man, powerful final words. But maybe not so final. One theory is that Killmonger's sea burial may lead to his body's retrieval and revival by the people of Atlantis, led by Namor, leading to a comeback assault by the son of Wakanda and an army of vengeful warriors from another hidden kingdom who views the Black Panther as a traitor. And that conflict, could be what led to the mysterious undersea disturbance that Okoye was referring to. Creator of amazing fan art Boss Logic offered his pitch for this Black Panther Namor crossover, Black Panther Two Kings, so cool. And even if that's not the title, Ryan Coogler's ability to introduce a majestic world hidden in plain sight in the MCU could set up his Black Panther sequel to do the same with a newcomer that Marvel might need now more than ever. Do you want Namor to be introduced in Black Panther 2? Comment down below with your thoughts and theories. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at EAVoss and subscribe to New Rockstars for more theories about Marvel's future. Thank you for joining me. And uh, if we're talking casting for Namor, I can't think of a guy better to take underwater breaths than Mr. Breathtaking himself. Keanu is Namor. Let's do this.